Hello, this is Lorenzo Della Foresta, and I'm the lead pastor at River's Edge. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you for joining us. I hope this talk inspires you, encourages you, and transforms you. Today is the continuation of a spiritual conversation that has been taking place between you and Jesus. I'm certain that you'll be blessed by His Word, and I believe that God has great things in store for you because you already belong. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning. It's so good to be with you and so glad that we can just kick off this new series called Unafraid. And as we begin this Sunday, we're going to be talking about a topic that I believe is going to be quite impactful because we're talking about unresolved pasts. And I think that all of us in one way or another have something that is unresolved in our lives. And Often as we get older, these things become more apparent and they become more important to us in terms of resolving the past. Sometimes we don't get the closure we want. We don't get the closure we need. We don't get the closure that we pray for. And it's difficult to move on, especially when we watch others move on without us. And especially when we see people that have hurt us not feel what we feel as we are left behind with the devastation of that which is unresolved. When you think of something that is unresolved, you may think back to something in your childhood. You may think to something in your adolescence. You may think to something in a relationship or something that was as a result of the house that you we're raised in, or maybe there's conflicts between you and someone else, someone that was dear to you, but unfortunately, that's no longer the case. These are things that I think plague us all. And interestingly enough, there are so many stories in the scriptures of people who have gone through things that don't always get to see them resolved. One of those people, interestingly enough, is Moses. Moses in the scriptures is someone that when we think of him, we think of him as a hero of the faith. Someone who was able to part the Red Sea. Someone who gave his people freedom from the Egyptians. And someone who was able to give them the commandments that God had written on tablets of stone. When we think of Moses, we think of someone who surely didn't have any unresolved issues. And if we would think this, we would be wrong. And the reason is, early on in Moses' life, he was someone who had to be rescued. In fact, at birth, his mom had to take him and give him up. And she did something that must have been so incredibly hard to do. She entrusted her son to God by putting him in a basket and sending him down a river. And as he went down that river, his sister Miriam would be watching to see what would come of him. And imagine the anxiety and the tension that they must have felt 
that if they didn't do this, then surely one way or another, Moses was going to die. But she would rather take this risk than have a soldier come into her house and strike him dead in his bed while he lay. And so in that moment, what we see is Pharaoh's daughter receiving this basket with a child in it. And she adopts it as her own, taking it as a sign from the gods that surely this was meant for her. And as she raises this Hebrew child in her household while all other Hebrew children are being killed, he is raised to be an Egyptian prince. One day as Pharaoh's daughter is looking for a maidservant who comes but not, if not his own mother. And she gets to be in the house with her son, but never able to call him son. Talk about an unresolved beginning. And talk about an identity crisis that would have been created from the moment of his birth in the life of Moses. To the point where we finally see Moses later on as this Egyptian prince seeing an Egyptian mistreating Hebrews and he takes it upon himself to bring justice and thinking in his mind and in his heart that he could be their liberator, he kills one of them and puts him in the sand to bury him and hide him for him never to be found. And then in that moment, Moses knows that he has done something that cannot and should not be accepted, not by him and not by anyone. And he begins to live afraid. And as he begins to live in fear, one day, as he sees two Hebrews arguing, he goes to them and he says to them, why would you argue with your brother? And one of the Hebrews turns to Moses and says, who has made you judge between us? And what makes you think that you can say anything to us Will you somehow kill us like you did the Egyptian? And all of a sudden, Moses realizes that that which was hidden, that which was in secret, that which he believed and thought was somehow buried in the sand. Is now staring him in the face. The unresolved has resurfaced. What he thought was put away has come back. The dead Egyptian speaks from the grave that he dug and hid him in. And in that moment, Moses realizes that he has to run, that he has to hide, that he can no longer stay where he is 
because he's unresolved even in his identity. In that moment, he realizes that he is not a Hebrew and he is not an Egyptian. And this is something that, you know, as, as Canadians, we, we sometimes struggle with. We're born here. We sometimes raise our children here. And we don't feel like we belong to any country. We, we are welcomed by a country, but we sometimes feel that we are not a part of the country. We identify with the country of our forefathers. And sometimes when you go to the country of your forefathers or of your ancestors, you show up there and no one identifies you as one of them. They identify you with the country that you were born in or that you live in or that you're a part of. And you feel like you are without a homeland. Come on, has that ever happened to you? Right? It happens, doesn't it? And you don't feel like you're a part of anyone or anything. And you have this, this sense of an unresolved identity. And imagine just for a moment how it would have felt for, for Moses to have lived that and experienced that in his, in his life. The Bible tells us that, that he, he, he goes and he runs and he hides in the desert. And, and when he kills the Egyptian, he's 40 years of age. He's not a kid. He's a grown man when this happens. And he goes out into the desert at 40 years of age. He's on the run. Have you ever had this feeling that you had to start over at 40 Did you ever have that sense that, that the life before had, had so many just breakdowns and detours and, and, and maybe even tragedies and, and traumas and, and failures to that, that at 40 you feel like, I, I can't believe I'm here again. I thought my life was, was finally going in the right direction. I, somehow I felt like finally things were going to turn around and be in a good place. I can't believe that I'm here now. I'm, I'm here in the desert again. And then all of a sudden there's this group of women at a well. And they're, they're watering their flock. And these men show up and begin to harass them. And, and, and Moses, taking a look at them, and, 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 and he comes to their defense. And the Bible tells us that in that moment, one of them goes home and, and tells their father what happened. And they say, go back and, and find that man and, and bring him home. Let me, let me speak to him. And when Moses ends up in Raywell's home where his daughters were, he decides to give him Zipporah, his wife. And that's where Moses' life begins again. And the Bible says that it continues for 40 more years until there is a moment on Mount Horeb where there is a burning bush and in that moment, God speaks to Moses and reminds him not just of the unresolved past in Egypt, but of his true identity as the liberator of his people. Can we say amen to that? I want you to think of how much time passed 
and how troubled Moses would have been in his mind and in his heart and how difficult and how challenging this would have been for him to live out those 40 years knowing that he could never go back. And then God shows up and speaks to him and tells him, guess what, Moses? You're going back. Now, of course, Moses is going to fight this. He's going to resist this. He's going to do everything in his power to ensure that he doesn't have to do this. And he's going to come up with any reason and every reason that he possibly can to argue with a burning bush. And of course, God is revealing himself through fire and is revealing himself as, as a source that can burn up and make pure anything and anyone that has been made impure and that feels impure and feels like they can no longer go forward with a glorious future. But before they can do that, God has to resend him back to his past. And that which was unresolved... He tells him, I don't want you to be afraid of that. I don't know about you, but I, I'm, a, I'm afraid of things that are unresolved. Going into the past is so painful. It's so hard. It's so difficult. And sometimes I can, I can talk about the past in laughter, but sometimes I cannot talk about the past without breaking down in tears, and I cannot break down further in my spirit than how I already feel about that moment or those moments that I lived in the past. And, and the easiest thing is to avoid it and to stay away from it. And, and for sure, I'm acting like someone who is afraid of the past and, and, and afraid of those moments. And, and, I, and you may feel exactly like that, but God is reminding us that we must not and we cannot be people who are afraid to go back. And so think of, of how God shows up in Moses' life, a murderer. He shows up in Moses' life, a man who doesn't know who he is, a man who has no people, who has no country, and probably until that moment believed that he had no God, a man who was just living his life, doing his best, raising his family, doing whatever his role and responsibility was, but living with that which was unresolved. And God says, I don't want you to live this way. I've got something better for you. And it's going to start with you going back. And you are going to do it right this time. And I'm going to put a staff in your hand. And every time that you will need it, and every time that you will need me, I will tell you what you need to do. And every moment that you go out, in my name, and someone asks you, who gives you this right to be here, to do this, and to be this person, then you just say that I sent you. Amen. And you think about that for yourself. And think about how God is sending you back. 
That God is the one telling you, you have the right to go back. You don't have to be afraid. Because his children, his sons and daughters, must not live with the past unresolved. He wants you to go there. Because he wants you to be victorious over it. When Jesus Christ died on the cross, he didn't die so you would win in some areas of your life. He did it so that you'd be victorious over them all. So nothing would hold you back from everything that he had planned and destined for you. In Exodus chapter 2, you can read the story. In Acts chapter 7, you can read it again there. But I have a passage for you that we're going to read together. And it's such an important one in this story. The book of Exodus, let's take a look. It says that Moses protested to God. Who am I to appear before Pharaoh? And who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? God answered, I will be with you. And this is your sign that I am the one who has sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God at this very mountain. And God is reminding all of us that there is but one place that we are to worship at, and that is at the mountain of God. It is at the very place of his presence. And that we don't need permission to go back to a place that he's already given us permission to revisit. And sometimes we feel, I can't go back there. It's not for me. Why am I going to go and reopen this wound? Excuse me a second, but isn't that wound already open? I'm not going to go out and rehash the past. Excuse me, aren't you rehashing the past anyways? Isn't it true that you can't let it down, that you can't let it go, that you can't move past? Isn't it true that it's still there in your mind and in your heart? Isn't it true that this is still something that is lingering, that is, that is holding on to you as much as you are trying to get away from it? It just won't let you. The truth of the matter is that if we are living like this, even anywhere close to this, then you know that God is telling you that this is not the way for you to live. And that's why he shows up in your life and he reminds you that if there's something that is unresolved in your life, you must live unafraid. You must go back and you must be the person that God has always meant you to be. Now you may not get the answer you want, we know that on 10 occasions, Pharaoh said no. Did it change anything? It sure did for Moses. Did it change anything? It sure did for the people of Israel. And I want you to know that that story isn't about God favoring one over another because he was giving Pharaoh the opportunity to let his people go. And I believe with all of my heart that if Pharaoh would have said if God has sent you, and if I had to raise you in my house, and if you have been brought back, and you are performing these signs, at any point, Pharaoh could have said, yes, I will let the people go. And God would have broken the curse, and I believe he would have blessed his kingdom. But instead, he didn't. 
Instead, his heart was hardened. And this story isn't just about a story of how things can be unresolved for one, but it's about how they can be unresolved for two. And this is a story of a father who set out to kill his son and never got the chance. And now his son is back to embarrass him a second time. And every time a plague strikes, Pharaoh is embarrassed again. And again, he has to eat Moses' dust. And he cannot believe that he's put in such a position. And so he cannot stand it. And his heart gets hardened every time. You see, he's not caring about the people who are suffering. Pharaoh is only thinking about his own heart. And I'll tell you, there are times when you will go back to people and you will want to make peace. You will want to bring resolution. You will want to bring victory for everyone. You will want peace for everyone. And they will resist you. They will resist God. They will resist what is right. Because they have a heart that is being hardened by darkness. And in that moment, you cannot stand and just pretend that you have done everything until you and your people are free. Listen to me. Moses could have taken that answer and said, God, you know, I tried my best. And this is what we do all the time. Listen, this is what we do all the time. I tried my best. I tried my best. I did everything I could. I said everything I could say. But they shut the door in my face again. They hung up on me yet again. They told me no yet again. They said that it was over and that it wouldn't change a thing. And I want you to know that it's only over when you are free. It is only over when your people are free. Listen to me. It is only over when you get the answer from God. It is time to let this go. And you have a peace. The Bible says that surpasses all understanding. It invades your mind and your heart and your life and you know it's over. It's done. I'm okay. I think about this and it doesn't bother me like it did. I go back there. It doesn't hurt me anymore. I live it and I rethink it and I feel like I am finally free. In that moment, you will worship at the mountain of God. Can you say amen to that? You will worship at the mountain of God. You will worship at the mountain of God. Because even though it was not resolved through them, God resolved it for you anyway. He did it. He didn't need Pharaoh's permission after all. He didn't need it. God wanted Pharaoh to give it. He did. Just like he wants the other person on the other end to give 
you those words. I forgive you. We are at peace. Let's put this behind us. But if those words never come, know this. God can still free you. God will free you. And we must not be afraid to go back to that which is unresolved. We learned that through Moses. And then we understand it best through Jesus. Look at this beautiful verse found in the Gospel of John. And this verse tells us what Jesus means. He says, I am leaving you with a gift. Peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift that the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Amen? That's what we're aiming for. That's how you know it's resolved. That's how you know you can go back. That's how you know you don't have to leave it unresolved. That's why you know that you don't have to be afraid. Because this is his promise. And so God gave Moses a promise and now Jesus, who is the replacement and the fulfillment of Moses and the law, gives us this promise. And that promise tells us how it's going to happen. We're going to have peace in our mind and peace in our heart. We are no longer going to be troubled. We are going to be free. This is what he's promising us. And I believe that that is attainable for each of us today. Are you ready to receive that in your life and in your situation and God will give you all the courage you need to go back, just like he gave it to Moses. He will show up in your life. And every time that you are faced with the Pharaoh in your life, God will be with you and tell you that you do not have to be afraid because you have been sent by him, that you are loved by him, that you have been empowered by him to make sure that the past is finally resolved. God bless you. Thank you so much. Would you, <laughs> would you just stand as we would close in a word of prayer? I want to thank you, Father, for each person that is here and for the area that you are speaking to them about that is unresolved and, and the peace that you want to bring and, and, and the freedom that you want to give and the healing that you want to occur. We thank you for what we have learned through the life of Moses and, and Pharaoh and what we are learning even today through the words and the teaching of Jesus of what this is going to look like when we know it has been resolved. And Lord, every time we come and worship before you at your mountain, Lord, we are going to be able to call upon you so that we can have both peace in our minds and in our hearts, that you can resolve any unresolved past issues. And we thank you for how you are doing that work in our midst today. And to all those that are watching online, Lord, you are doing the same for them as well. And Father, I thank you for all that have watched and listened, for all that have heard and have seen, and you today, Lord, are going to do something new in all of our lives. 
And we thank you that we can live our life unafraid. In Jesus' name we pray it. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the River's Edge podcast. I encourage you to take the message you have just received and allow it to go deeply into your soul. Let Jesus do the work that only he can do. A heartfelt thank you to all those that generously give to River's Edge and make this podcast possible. You too can be a part of spreading this message and creating life change all over the world by going to riversedge.life slash give. You can also subscribe, rate, and share this podcast. Thanks again for listening and God bless you immensely.